0: everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the first lady of nutrition podcast. I'm your host Ann Louise Gittleman. And quite frankly, I can't wait to get started with today's episode, my friends. Most of us have probably thought about what it would be like to become a millionaire, but today's guest has made a mission of not only achieving stellar success herself, but also helping others become what I call super achievers. Please join me in welcoming Denny Robinson to the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Now, Denny has over 20 years experience in the direct sales and relationship marketing industry. She's been named one of the top 200 worldwide earners in MLM since 2016. And she's been hailed as a truly inspirational speaker and has built teams across the US with organizations of over 100,000 people. She's on a mission to help everyday people create a vision for and design their lives the way they want. So welcome, Denny Robinson. And what does it take to achieve a miracle mindset? Because you are indeed a super achiever. What did it take for you to achieve the massive and stellar success that you've achieved?
1: Oh, my gosh, Anne Louise, what I believe one of the most critical things is all the most happy, successful people that I know have one major thing in common. They do the things that they don't feel like doing. Now,
0: that is getting you out of your
1: comfort zone, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I have found that um, with the people in my space and just that I've met through the years who are very successful, they have the uncomfortable conversations with other people and themselves. They invest in themselves when it's sometimes a scary thing to do. They take on challenges that when there's a chance, a really good chance that they'll fail and they show up even when they don't feel a hundred percent. That's one of the biggest things that I've always tell people. You're going to have to do it when it's snowy, when it's rainy, not just when it's sunny and when it's not so fun to do. Uh, You know, in other words, what I tell people, Anne Louise, they feel the fear and they do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway.
0: Now, what has always propelled me to success, and you really need to be very self-motivated when you're doing 35 books, my dear. It's not easy to face (laughs) Mm -hmm. an empty page every single day. But I've really thought about my perseverance, my passion, Mm -hmm. and my Persistence. So if you were to mention those super achieving traits that have made you a multimillionaire, what would they
1: be? Persistence, consistent, diligent, everyday effort. And really, I think what it comes down to, Ann Louise, is I was scrappy. Uh, you know, I did this when I when I had to. There was no choice. And I think it kind of what did you and, what, and you say
0: you did this. So tell I me what this. you tell me what you did. Tell me a little bit about your story. <laughs> okay. I, I don't I, I know you well from our experience together in the ASEA sure. space, but I don't mm. know your real history.
1: So tell me a little bit about that. So Anne Louise, I um uh, grew up in Montana, one of seven children, number six. And uh, we were raised to work. My father had been raised during the Great Depression. And a motto around our house was often, use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. Mm. <laughs> and, and so we, um, he, we just worked hard. We worked for everything. Nothing was ever given. I mean, by the age 12, I was working, making money, had to buy all of my own toiletries. By the age 14, had to buy all of my own clothing. Um, through a series of some unfortunate events, at 15, my little sister was killed in a car accident. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah, very very difficult time. Um, at 16, I had a boyfriend, and he was in a car accident and became a quadriplegic. Oh, and I did. Oh my good, <laughs> Danny, I had no idea. So I went from being the cheerleading captain, and he was the basketball star to transferring my now paralyzed boyfriend in his wheelchair and um, learning all of those things. And things things were tough at home and I had decided to take two years of high school in one. So I graduated as a junior um, amidst all of this and uh, my parents dropped me off at college. I had just barely turned 17. And when I say they dropped me off, they literally dropped me off and said, bye-bye. And I'd always worked since I was 12. I had worked at an attorney's office, a real estate office, and had to quickly get a job because there was no financial support. And so again, but one thing my father had raised each of us with was basically you can do, be, do, and have anything you want if you're willing to work for it. Mm. You know, what is it that you really, really want? Often I've had it, one of my sons, Anne-Louise, few years ago said mom do you always get everything you want it seems like you do and i said no nope, i only get what i really 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 want because and work if it's, for and, work and if for. it's for exactly because if it's something that you really really want you will not be denied you are going to do again whatever it takes to make it happen and uh, so Anne louise then uh, tom and i got married who you know when we were uh just barely, we, were, we weren't we were even 19 yet. Now I'd already went to two years of college and um, Tom was working high line construction, power lines. And I had actually got into my first direct sales company and I started to make some money. I earned my first company car. So I'm 20 at this time, my first company car in a few months. And I said, Tom, you know, I think I can make some money. If you'll go back to school, I'll put you through. And because again, we were living in a 40 foot travel trailer with two tip outs, 330 square feet and had a child at that time. And so that's what I did. And um, so again, I've always believed that you can have big audacious goals, but as you said, you're going to have to go to work to make it happen.
0: Don't wish it worked for it.
1: Absolutely.
0: So in my life, I was surrounded by mentors. I had mentors. I had patrons. I had parents that were very supportive. I had a cheerleading team. You were the cheerleading captain. I was the Mm -hmm. president of the service club. (laughs) So you had to take what life kind of threw at you and made the best of it. It's kind of making lemonade out of lemons and making Mm -hmm. success out of setbacks. So was there something that you read? I mean, your father was a big motivating force in your life as this was in, in mine, but was there something that you read, something that you did, a particular book, a particular saying that kept you going?
1: You know, I think a lot of it, Anne Louise, my father had some very dear friends. Um, we had been from, we lived in California. We moved to Montana when I was seven and his best friends were some very successful people. And what I loved about these people is they were always so good to me and I always got to listen to the stories. Um, but these were everyday people. I mean some had been, I mean, bakers and school teachers who had totally changed their circumstances. And I think it was those people, and as I would hear their stories, hear where they had traveled, heard what they had accomplished. and then when I got into my space actually in network marketing, I realized that you can be an ordinary person that has extraordinary dreams. Mm -hmm. And when you go to work, you can totally change your stars. And, and Louise, because of the work ethic, because I tell people I have a PhD, a public high school diploma, not like your PhD, but a public high school diploma uh, and two years of, of high school, you know, I've been able to create a lifestyle and income beyond my wildest dreams, be, you know, beyond most any surgeon that I know um because of because of what I've been able to do through hard work diligent effort now and often people look at people perhaps like you or me and they go oh well you were just lucky mm-hmm. and you and make many your own times luck. boy you you make your own luck and sometimes an overnight success is truly because of decades of work yes Mm-hmm.
0: as my 18th book proved, prove, that was the fat flesh plan I was an overnight success was on every major talk <laughs> yes. show in the country I'll never forget that it only took 18 books it only took a lot, 18 of, books. lot of blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. so so your parents you, t- did, did, I don't know too much about your personal background mm-hmm. I mean I'm learning about your wonderful father was your mother an
1: influence my mother actually stayed home all of her life. She raised the children. You know that was what she—that um, was her passion in her life. Again, with seven children, and my father uh, had actually sold insurance. And again, but it was mostly, you know, it was mostly because what he made us do. <laughs> you know, no options. But there was never any doubt where he just said, Denny, you can do it. You can do it." And also, being raised in a small school, Anne Louise my graduating class had 29 people in it. Oh my goodness. I mean, actually, no, I'm sorry, 28 people. So if you can imagine, (laughs) if you will, I would actually sing the national anthem in my cheerleading outfit, change into my drill team outfit and then throw the guns and then I would do track. I've done cheerleading. I was drill team captain. I was the 4-H president, you know? And so there's been some studies done when you're raised in a small community, you were raised with, well, I can do that. And I think that that's, that still um, propelled me into adulthood. I've never been afraid of failing. And I've always looked at people who've had success and thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. If they can do, and that's what made my husband, who you know is a four-stage melanoma mm. survivor, survive. If somebody else could survive with four stage melanoma, exactly. so could he. And that's what you have to look at. And I know in my own life I was surrounded by excellence. When mm-hmm. I was go- when I was growing up, I'm from West Hartford, Connecticut. We had the smartest kids in the country. This was the age before drugs, before LSD, before mm-hmm. marijuana, before mm-hmm. any of the nonsense that's going on now. And I remember all my best friends being accepted junior year into Yale, Harvard, Princeton, and Mm. I knew I was a lousy test taker. So I had to get straight A's. And I did because I was surrounded by excellence. So if they can do it, you can do it. I love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what is what was the next step? Now you have been a superstar in the multi-level marketing network
1: marketing arena. When did you start and where did you start? So again, as I mentioned, Tom and I were living actually in Thane, Wyoming, a town with just over 300 people when I got started in my first direct sales company. And uh, really I did it because, and Louise, again, we lived in a 40 foot trailer, weren't making a lot of money and I wanted the free stuff. And um, so I signed up, then I went to a meeting, found out that the managers drove company cars. And I said, well, that's what I wanna do. Mm -hmm. And again, I had my first company in two months. And um, then uh, we started to go back to school, but we actually had to move quite a few different times. And in that structure, I had to leave all of my people, my team, if you will, and always start over. Now I'm 20, 21 years of age, and I didn't know people. I was always in cold markets and I got really good at the three foot rule. And what is that? If you will, there was no social media at that time the and I, the three foot rule rule, <laughs> within, within three foot, three feet of someone, I would talk to them. And if not, I would move a little closer. I used to take my company van and go into neighborhoods where it looked like there were children and it had cheery houses. I would set up in front of grocery stores and meet people. And that is how I built my business actually in five different areas. Um, then they wanted Tom and I to be distributors of a, of a company as well. And again, Tom at this point had a master's degree in accounting and we were, because of my foray in direct sales, um, had allowed us to do that and come out of college with no debt and actually money in the bank. And uh, through the years, again, I just kind of kept going and my largest success has been in the last 11 years in the company I'm in. I'm the number two global earner and have been able to speak on some of the largest network marketing stages in the world. I love empowering women and just empowering people.
0: So did you find that your husband was a big supporter of yours? Do you do you uh, credit him with some of your achievement? I know in my life, my husband was the one that would direct Mm -hmm. me and say, this is what you need to do next. I I had a book, a book deal with not a lot of uh, money up front as an advance. Mm -hmm. And I said, this just isn't worth my while to do. He says, yes, it will be. It'll be one of your biggest books and it to become an underground bestseller. Mm -hmm.
1: So, I mean, I, I listened, was he an advisor to you the way James was to me? Absolutely. He's always been my biggest supporter, but again, he's also ran his own large company and, and Louise, I haven't told you this yet, but actually just on Tuesday, Tom, uh, we had a buyer for his firm and he uh, sold his business. Mm. And so again, early retirement for him because what is what has happened for us at 55 and Uh, So that he can spend more time and and travel with me around the world. I think last year we should have been out of the country for 15 weeks, but because of the pandemic, that didn't happen. So he is a huge supporter. I mean, I I
0: gleaned that from meeting both Mm -hmm. of you on so many occasions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important to have a surrounding family, to have a surrounding Mm -hmm. inner circle that actually supports and motivates.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I often tell people is when I'm working with them, as I often say, I ask only one thing of you today. I say, don't feel, do not fear failure, but please be terrified of regret, as giving up is the birth of regret. Yes. And the reality of life is that we're all going to hear a lot more no's than yes. And you, you know, like you were feeling even with the book deal, and we're going to fail a lot. But always keep failing forward. And I think you asked me, you know, what do you think is the biggest thing? I think the strongest factor for success is self-esteem, believing you can do it, believing you deserve it and believing you'll get it and then going to work. My father used to say, Denny, God can move mountains, but don't be surprised if he hands you a shovel and a pickaxe. And, and, you know, he would say, pray like it's all up to God and work like it's all up to you and watch what, watch what will start to happen. And again, back to the work ethic, you know, of of making things happen.
0: Well, the thing that I admire about you that I have never been able to do, because I knew it wasn't in the stars, so to speak, it wasn't in the cards for me. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to really juggle home and family and career, Mm -hmm. but you've been able to do
1: that. Tell us a little bit about your family. (laughs) I mean, how have you been able to navigate that? Well, we had four children uh, in our 20s, and uh, so again, I don't think that. When people used to ask, how do you do it? And I said, is there an option? <laughs> so uh, we, ju- we just did it. And we now have, they're all raised, and Anne Louise, we have 10 grandchildren. Ah, oh, Mazel and Tov. It's, it's, it's so wonderful. We had them all together just a few weeks ago. So, you know, the, some of the greatest, the greatest blessings in our lives. I, I, one thing I think I often tell people is don't ever let the things that matter the most matter the least. Um, You know, you can have it all, maybe not, not all at the same time, and there's going to be periods of imbalance in your life for a season. And you have to really prioritize things. Everyone here on the call knows, you know the story of filling the jar with the rocks and the pebbles and then the small pebbles and then the sand and then the water. It's about putting in the things that matter the most in there first and giving them the greatest focus and attention. How you can really start to juggle things. And I got really good at juggling things in my life and what was important and having things prepared and keeping you know keeping myself on track. and And on that, and Louise, it does come down to nutrition. Well, lots of water, again, exercise, those things fuel my body so that I can give myself more freely to what my projects are. And before
0: we continue, I want to thank you once again, my wonderful sponsors, unikeyhealth.com, the home of all my formulations, including BioBuilder, Key and Super GI Cleanse, as well as cs-health.com, the home of the only official activated sulforaphane products for internal and external body and beauty care. Thank you so much, my wonderful sponsors. How many network marketing companies have you been involved with? I've never asked you that question. Um, and you've think, been successful in every single one of them, might I add.
1: So I've been involved in three. And and the one that
0: you're currently involved, in, which is the SIA, and I, mm-hmm. I, everybody needs to know, I am a... Um, Celebrity spokesperson for ASEA because I really believed in the product, still believe in the product, use it morning, noon, and night on me internally and otherwise. What has been your greatest blessing by being involved with this particular company?
1: Anne Louise, the lives I've been able to change. Obviously, it's changed ours beyond our wildest, wildest imaginations. But the last 11 years have been the most joyful rewarding um, financial gain in our lives. But let me tell you a little story. I remember years ago, I was in uh, Norway and I was doing meetings in Sweden. And of course, they all speak five languages, but they were (laughs) actually interpreting and we were doing it in Swedish. Wow! And I, I did not understand the words they were saying, but the same emotions that I see when people describe what this product has done for them. I could, it was palpable in the room. And I sat in the back of that room and I just started to weep like a little girl. I just thought, because I opened my mouth in little Spokane, Washington, this is what's happening. So what started for me in Spokane, where you and I met, Anne Louise, has now catapulted me into a business in 33 markets around the globe. And I've been able to travel around the world with purpose and meaning and getting to know these people, people that I never would have met if not for this, for this vehicle of network marketing. And I I love, Anne-Louise, this product that, that, and I'm so grateful that you're an incredible ambassador for us, because I know that no matter where I go, no matter who I meet, this product will make a difference in people's lives. And You know, and Louise, you've met me, you haven't met my family, but coming from one of seven, six living, it is undeniable, especially where I'm the youngest, what my health is compared to my siblings. And as you Mm. often say, your DNA is not your destiny, nor is your biology, uh, your your biography, your biography. This has literally changed the way I look, the way we feel, it's like we've been stuck in a in a little time warp tom and i if you will
0: because we um, don't believe in aging that's the reality here no. we are saging right we're we're saging we're saging mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. so at this point you are considered one of the top earners in the multi yes
1: network and, and the network marketing arena am i correct what yes. is the next step for you my dear you know, what's, it's always, I'm always thinking about what's the next version of me now that, you know, Tom has retired as well. And people often ask me, Denny, you're going to retire? And I say, retire from what? Traveling the world, making a significant impact in people's lives, having the time of my life, the life that we've been able to live is what other people simply retire to, hope to retire to. Mm. Um, and good point. So good point. It's It's been amazing. And uh, so I love that. I love also that as I'm around a lot of people who've retired, I love that Tom and I still get to continue to retire with a significant purpose. And you know, again I I can work as little or as much as I want, but I I love being a conduit for good, Anne Louise. I've never been so tired sometimes over the last eleven years, but I've never woken up so excited. And I believe that's when your when your passion and your purpose align. That's where the magic happens, isn't it?
0: Very definitely. So, mm-hmm. do you think it's your very authentic guidance, the raw and authentic guidance that you provide, that is so attractive to many of your constituents?
1: I think so. What is it
0: it about you that they're so, it obviously is Denny Robin. It's not just the product, it's you. They want a piece of you. What is it about you that makes you so
1: unusual, unique and special? Be very honest. I don't know. I try to be pretty authentic on my social media. I think that I found that what you affirm you become and Mm -hmm. that it will dictate your habits and your attitude which will always dictate your life. You know, my dad um, used to say that which we persist in doing um, becomes easier, not because the nature of the task has changed, but because our ability to do so has increased. Yes. I just, where did your father, thing. let me ask Go you ahead. this.
0: You're, you're quoting your dad quite a bit, which I love. Mm-hmm. Where did he get his guidance? Was it from his spiritual? Was it from his faith?
1: Yes, from his faith, certainly. Love from his faith. From his faith. You know, that was really a background um, in our home. I certainly grew up, you know, again, my mother being a homemaker, I mean, and I can still can cook and sew like a machine (laughs) from the things that she she taught all of us, because those were important to her. How I admire that,
0: because God said to me, you can't cook, you can't sew, you can't clean, I'll just give you some creativity.
1: I love it. I love it so much. You know, this week I've started to um, you've seen me on social media. I, this last year, I took up surfing, wake surfing. And hey, at 55, <laughs> the I, think age of 55. Of, I think I'm one of the best wake surfers on the lake now. And uh, but I also have taken up golf because that's something Tom wants to do a little more of. And uh, this is a funny story. I took a golf lesson on on Tuesday a uh, um, Monday and uh, actually, I'm going to go play a little nine hole before I have a corporate call now this afternoon. And the the instructor said, "You're going to play on Thursday. Are you sure you're ready?" I said, "I've got three more days. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it." Um, and because I've always, I tell people, I have found that your mind must arrive at your destination before your before life you does. Before you do. Before you do. Yeah, before you do. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: was there any particular I go back to the books because the books are what inspired me so mm-hmm. much
1: the um Mandino's book mm-hmm. what was that All called oh I love that um it, the, the the greatest salesman in the, the world. greatest
0: salesman and I used to read that every day and then got mm-hmm. my job at Pritikin mm-hmm. so I used to decree I used to imagine I used to pray i used to do anything that it took to kind of will myself into that into yes. what i what what the next chapter of my life is going to be so was, was there anything in particular that motivated you that we can leave people with is there a book
1: is there a, oh, a person that we so, can follow so many books odd Dino, zig ziglar jim Rohn. Uh, i mean i'm, I'm brian tracy I'm, I'm reading those all of the time because I tell people you've got to be cutting, be cutting the, be cutting, eh, be putting the good things in because our thoughts become our words, our words become our deeds, our deeds become our habits, and our habits will ultimately become our destiny. And um, so, even this week, when even last night, Tom and I were up hitting some balls, and sometimes when he would have a bad ball, he would kind of get frustrated, and I said, Tom, might I suggest that you you stop doing that and put more focus and emphasis on the balls that you're hitting right, you know? And um, that's why I often tell people, they're like, Jenny, don't you have bad days? I'm like, absolutely I do. But I focus on the good ones and the things that I'm doing right. And um, so it does really come down to mindset and then skill set, um, which I think is so important, Anne Louise.
0: Do you like the work of Harvey Ack?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I think he's Absolutely. one of my favorites. I remember reading The Millionaire Mind and thinking, these mm-hmm. are the things we all need, regardless of whether we're in the sales business or whatever business of life we're in. And you don't, you don't really find yourself. You actually create yourself. That, to me, was the biggest aha moment mm. I've ever received.
1: It is about creating ourselves. And you know, sometimes, even when I go back to that very small town, I... I'm so humbled and very thankful and grateful because I've been able to live a life far beyond the circumstances of what, what that small town and some of that thinking could have given to me. And it is always about bettering ourselves. I often tell people, you know, we've all been put on this planet, if you will, like a light bulb. And, and all of us are going to burn at a different wattage. Some are a 50 watt, 75. Some people are, you know, a floodlight like you, Anne Louise. But I believe that I've always just wanted to burn my light at whatever capacity, you know, God has put me on this planet. And it's always about becoming a better version of myself. Yes. And not looking
0: to somebody else for your motivation, but actually competing against yourself. I've, I've learned to do that as I've gotten older. And I think that's so very important. But what will be the next step for Denny
1: Robinson, pray tell? Well, again, I continue to speak on big stages. And just to hopefully empower, inspire others to do more, have more, and become more than they currently are in their life. And to also be such a huge motivator, um, a huge cheerleader for a lot of those people. But you know what? I'm still out there doing the do. I don't wanna be a history teacher yet at this point. And so in, in my profession, I'm still growing. I'm still building. I'm bringing that new person in and helping them along their path. And also, as you know, and Louise, I've got a daughter who uh, she had cancer when she was 12 years of age, who's now 31 with two adorable, little adorable, boys. adorable, 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 who works with me. And it's been one of the greatest joys of my life, being able to work daily with my daughter and seeing her flourish. And because she came to me a few years ago and said, Mom, do you think I could do what you do? Do you think that I could change lives like you do, and that's that's what I do, Anne Louise. I'm a dealer in hope. I'm a dealer in hope for a better way. You know, for, for someone who wants to have better health or better wealth or both. And that's what I do.
0: I love it. So, what are your final words for the millionaire mind, the traits of a super achiever?
1: My gosh, everyone! Final well, thoughts. let me. Tell you. Final thoughts, Wait. my dear. When someone tells you it can't be done, it's more a reflection of their limitations, not than yours. yours, yes. Don't listen to the naysayers. And just be bold. As you had mentioned a few minutes ago, I'm not in competition with anybody else. I am only in competition with myself. And that's it's always about being that little pit 1% better. And Anne Louisa, someone would have told me that I would feel this good at age 55 to be this strong, this vibrant, especially with what I saw in my own family, I wouldn't have believed them. And it does come down to the actions that you take and you know the things that we're fueling ourselves with. So again, it comes down to the mind, the body, and the spirit, because those everyday actions are going to determine your future.
0: Indeed. And now where can people find you, Denny Robinson? You know,
1: you can find me at Denny Robinson on Facebook, Denny Robinson on Instagram. I Come follow me. I hope that you can find and, and get some um, real nuggets of wisdom in whatever it hap- is happening in your life. I coach a lot of people who are just in business and also in the direct sales and network marketing.
0: I didn't know that. I did not know that. And you've been named one of the most influential network marketers in the country, in the world. I'm sure at this I point. Have,
1: I have. I'm, a, I'm one of the top. I'm the one of the top network marketers in the world since 2016.
0: Well deserved. Well deserved, my dear. Well, thank you for so much for being my guest. Will you come back? I would be honored to, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank all my listeners for listening yet once again to the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Join us again, where we'll be featuring the likes of Dave Asprey, JJ Virgin, and Kellyanne Petrucci. So stay tuned for some wonderful podcasts and wonderful lights in the nutritional field. Have a magnificent week full of love, light, and shalom. please don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.